walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, in this art he is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. Here's your host, the hardest part of the ring (laughs) guys come on thank you (laughs) thank you everyone come on guys stop we have we have a show to get to we have a show to get to everybody (laughs) thank you all for coming thank you all for coming this is uh this is lovely this is lovely so uh we're talking about some ecw today um right (laughs) EC Dub, EC Dub. I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. Uh, The show we're going to be recapping today is ECW Big Apple Blizzard Blast. I mean, uh, that's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. Uh, Yeah, Big Apple Blizzard Blast. What's uh, what's next? Huge banana tsunami explosion. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got a new toy. I got a fucking sound. I'm not going to let the soundboard ruin the podcast. I'm I'm not. I, I, I promise I'm not. I promise I'm not. We're not going to turn this into the Ellen DeGeneres show unless you guys want it to be that way. I mean, I feel like she's she kind of set a standard that's pretty good. It's like I can start dancing on couches. Don't put it past me. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyways, we got some uh, ECW for you guys today. 1996, of course. Big Apple Blizzard Blast. Uh, it's their debut in New York, and they lost Battalion Hall. I believe I covered a Ring of Honor show from there uh, in the past. But yeah, so a little new uh, kind of new scenery, also kind of the same. But uh, branching out, branching out ECW in more ways than one, because this is actually the show is kind of an obscure fact. But um, the show Current Affair, a current affair, whatever it's called. It's like a new show. It was like back in the day. I guess it was like a entertainment focused news show of sorts. Maybe like a 60 minutes. I don't know. But um, they did a piece on ECW during this time because wrestling 
You know, in this era, it was Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, and all that stuff, right? But ECW was putting forward a very different product. And current affair, they did a uh, like a news piece kind of highlighting the violence and the extreme nature of ECW. And I don't think it went over swimmingly with uh, Paul Heyman and the ECW uh, fan base, which we kind of touch on here. But uh, I lay that out here because I think that had an influence on the show, like a pretty significant one. And we get into that uh, when we delve more into the podcast. But um what else we got? What else we got? We got a new ECW champion who uh, won the title at a TV taping. So um, he shows up here because I was like, oh, this guy's the champion now, I, I guess. Um, doesn't defend the title on this show, but he has a, uh, a very prominent presence. And it uh, it's not Hack Myers, though. So I know. I know. Um, but... <laughs> Hack Myers is here though. He doesn't have a match. But uh I know, guys. I, I know, I know. Um <laughs> he's uh he's there. He is there. It's kind of Hack Myers' career in a nutshell. He's there. Um <laughs> what, uh, what else we got? We got Rey Mysterio versus Juventude Guerrera. We got the debut of the Headhunters, which sounds not that great, and it kind of wasn't, but it was fun. There was some weird... Uh, I was surprised by it. I'll put it that way, just to kind of lay it out, just to kind of tease you a little bit. And uh, by the way, when I pulled up this card, the match I was most excited about was Chris Jericho versus Rob Van Dam, which I believe would be Chris Jericho's debut or a second match, whatever it is. Uh, but it was not on this show. It was scheduled to be on this show, but it was not on this show. It was actually cut from the show. Yeah. Yeah. Lots to get into. Classic ECW stuff. You know it. You love it. Well, you know it. But uh, speaking of great, I guess we weren't speaking about great, but you know who was great. You know who isn't shit like this show was? (laughs) Is uh, Tim King. (laughs) Yes, give it up <laughs> for now, at least. But yes, Tim from the Wrestling Index and Floor Slapper Sports returns to the show, and we have a good old time recapping some old school ECW. You can find Tim on Twitter at the Res Index. All of his socials I'll put in the description below. But yeah, the Wrestling Index. Tim likes to talk. He brings in guests. He'll do some solo shows talking about the major bullet points in today's wrestling. Also, does a lot of sports related stuff, football, badminton, pickleball, basketball, um, curling, all of the sports that people uh, sport, sport around. So, uh, (laughs) no, but Tim does a really good job. Really entertaining dude, Um, as you'll see on this episode and as you have seen on previous episodes that he has been on. Uh, check out World War Three, kind of a recent episode I did. We had a good time doing that as well. But uh, yeah, follow Tim. He's a good boy. It's a great podcast. Uh, huge cock, too. And um, follow me at ApronBup across the board. Social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Been doing a lot of TikTok recently, so especially go follow me there. And uh, YouTube, of course. If you're on YouTube, give the video a like, subscribe, leave a comment. 
how many uh, STDs do you think Sandman has? Leave them up and leave them in the comments. Would love to hear from you. Hey, by the way, stay tuned for uh, the end of this podcast, because if you remember, or maybe you don't remember, maybe you never knew, 1995, I covered the whole year of 1995 for WWF, WCW, and ECW, and I actually did a live YouTube show where I basically figured out who had the best year for uh, 1995 amongst those three major companies. There's lots of criteria involved, points, averages, tier lists, all, all of it. It was very, very intensive. And hey, guess what? I'm bringing that back for 1996. But this time, instead of just kind of doing it all at the end, it's going to be a kind of a running living document, a, a running living scoreboard of sorts to see who is having the best year in 1996 as we travel along. Now, like I said, stay tuned for the end. I'll, I'll grade this show. I'll retroactively, you know, we'll, we'll figure out what so far has been the best match of the year, the worst match of the year, best wrestler of the year, worst wrestler of the year, best and worst storylines, best and worst promos, etc., etc. We're going to grade the previous shows that I've covered so far. And I'll explain how all that works, the scoring system and all that. But it should be a fun time. And what are the stakes? Well, still kind of a work in progress there. But my, my main idea, now this is subject to change. But I think the company that wins, I will buy an authentic championship belt from that company that was represented in 1996. So, for example, if WCW wins, maybe I'll go buy Big Golds, or maybe I'll, you know, if ECW wins, I'll buy the ECW title. You know, you know the deal, right? So this will be a year at least down the road. But I think that's what the winning company will get here. But I'm open for suggestions. So hit me up if you have any better ideas. Maybe I'll get a tattoo of uh, the worst wrestler on my asshole. So, like I said, we're open for suggestions. But with that. ECW, Big Apple, Blizzard Blast, 1996. What a stupid fucking name. With myself and Tim from the Wrestling Index and Floor Slapper Sports. Yeah, man, it's always going. It's always going. How are you doing? I'm good. Your beard looks nice, by the way. Oh, thank I'm, you. I'm well, jealous of the nice. fullness. You're, let's get them, so let's get them tangled. Let's just let's get crazy. Let's go wrestle so a little bit. I like your shirt a lot. I like how like it's over your heart. So like... That's you got the fun. Heart over your heart. That's yeah, cool. it's uh, it's like cracking a little bit. And I, I emailed the guys, and they're like, "It's it's um, I forget what the word they used was, but it's like supposed to be distressed, which I guess makes sense." But uh, I don't know. I like feel it though. You know, what I mean, it's like a, like yeah. a like a heart. Are you, are you the kind of guy who wears an undershirt under your t-shirt, or you just let it rip? No, I used to. I used to back in the day. Now I don't. Because you got a lot of chest hair, I'd imagine, right? No, uh, a, sus really? a suspiciously low amount of chest hair. I have like a little patch right here. Really? Pretty hairless otherwise. Just my balls and head. Okay. All right. For sure. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hairy beast, so I got to wear an undershirt. Otherwise, I feel like oh. the, the sweat just kind of rips. You know what I'm saying? Do you have a hairy ass? Oh, yeah. It's the worst, dude, man. It's, Do you have to like shave it? Worst. Um, sometimes I'm, I'm not going to lie. I went on many vacation where I've shaved my ass before, dude. Sometimes I, I, I want to <laughs> wax it just to wax it, just to see yeah. like the experience, dude. And yeah, I've done some, I wouldn't say like weird shit, but yeah, man, I got a hairy ass. Sometimes you guys, you know, 
Toilet paper, you we go through rolls of toilet paper, you know. What I Bro, mean? you gotta get a bidet, man. You gotta get on that bidet train. It's it's life changing. I'm I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a moneymaker, man, like you, dude. I don't know. I'm not making the big bucks like the Abram Bomb podcast. <laughs> All this <laughs> revenue I'm bringing in, you're right. No, dude, 20 yeah. bucks on Amazon, it just hooks up right to the wad. It's easy. You just hook it up and your asshole is clean forever. I think it's a pretty perfect conversation for the show that we just watched, right? <laughs> Uh, Big Apple Blizzard Blast. I'll tell you what was a blast. <laughs> Not this show, because this show is tragic. I mean, well, I won't say that. Um, no, it kind of sucked. What were your thoughts on it? I was trying to get into it. So first of all, I like I like a good indie show and I like some hardcore uh-huh. shit. And I'm not going to say I hated it by any means. It was a fine show. It was a yeah, fine, it was fine, hardcore, independent wrestling show. I got some really cool stuff out of it. Like I got to see Taz. Like right before mm. Taz had like the first match, so I felt like that was Taz about to be thrust into something, and he looked serious in all of his suplexes and mm-hmm. submissions. He looked like it, like I won't say he looked hook looks like that Taz, and I'm just sitting there like right. damn, but not like looks like him as far as like his physical specimen was because Taz was fucking shredded, bro. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I don't WWE, I don't remember him looking like that. And I didn't watch much ECW till like later. Taz and I still didn't watch that much. I was reading magazines and seeing like, you know, what I could see. Mm-hmm. But damn, looking at that man, he was shredded. Bill Alfonso was super fucking annoying. Right. Getting to see uh Rey Mysterio and Hoovy. That was in like yeah. a different Rey Mysterio, like an aggressive when Rey Mysterio flicked him off. I was like, what the f- who are you? Dude, Rey who Mysterio in ECW was awesome because he was like, of course, the luchador, but he knew where he was. He knew he was an ECW, so he would always like Americanize himself a little bit with like a little bit more vulgar gestures like that and kind of like the style. Like he he, he fit into the EC style ECW style really well. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And then we got to see Bam Bam Bigelow at the beginning with Taz. Ooh, which, which debut. Love me some Bam Bam Bigelow for sure. One of the best big men of all time. One of the most athletic big men of all time. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Then it got me thinking, like, are we going to get this Taz-Bam Bam match? And I think that's a thing I'm going to probably have to Eventually, watch it yes. if we do. Yep. Yeah, I, I figured they were leading there. So I'm, I'm excited to go see that. I'd imagine Bammers put him over. Mm-hmm. And then you got, uh, what else did I, I enjoy in the card? The Sandman. It was the show of the Sandman, and I didn't he know. He was everywhere. Like, he was all over. I think he was out there three or four times. It was three, 100%. It might have been four. First time he came out during that tag team match, he just shredded everybody up with the uh, the kendo stick. Mm-hmm. Came back out during that promo with Missy Hyatt and did his thing there. Um, I think that was the same promo with woman Nancy Benoit. And then... A lot you know, of promos on the show. A lot, a lot of, of promos. A lot of promos. The, the show structure was weird. That was yeah. one thing that threw me off. The, the show structure was really fucking weird. So I was going to ask you to maybe explain if that's a thing that they do mm-hmm. or uh, if it was just for this particular show. I know that Paulie had said when the show started that um, they were running late. So I didn't know like if they had to change things around or whatnot. I thought the tag match in the middle of the show had odd placement with your world champion and Stevie Richards. I agree. They were taking on, you know, the returning franchise, Shane Mm -hmm. Douglas, who they were, um, you know, promoting hard there, and Tommy Dreamer. I thought that was really odd placement for that match. All in all, it was, you know, it it was name. But Sandman impressed me. Sandman really impressed me because, (laughs) again, as I'm an ECW person, I always heard this thing like Sandman was a trendsetter. And Sandman was like, he was doing things before Stone Cold. And I'm just like, 
Uh, he was Sandman, dude. He, like, he was whatever. Right. I didn't know, like, at this stage in ECW, like, he was the dude. Former world champion. I think he might become world champion again. Mm-hmm. I think I was, I was going over the, uh, you know, I, like, when we do this stuff, when I get to come on here, I always like to go ahead and look at the title history and yeah, yeah, for sure. around the time and stuff. It's cool, like, to go back and reminisce and whatnot. But, like, he was, like, the dude, it seemed like. And he was cool. And I'm watching him, like, I always, everyone compares Moxley to Stone Cold, but I feel like a lot of Moxley, and Moxley is a better wrestler, uh-huh. but a lot of like Moxley isms. Like I think if Moxley could be smoking a cigarette in the middle of the ring, walking through the crowd right now, like he'd be doing that. Right. Just like this little badassness that Moxley tries to like. I know you're not a big Mox guy. I am. He's fine. He's fine. Um, but I've, I've I see a lot of like resemblances there. More, you know, I think mm-hmm. even more so than Stone Cold. So I thought that was cool. And Sandman, dude, fucking legit, man, legit. He's an athlete. Sandman. I mean, there was, I mean, we'll get yeah. to it, but he's like jumping all over the place, hopping over the rope. I mean, he was yeah. and Sandman. He would always be Sandman. Like he never was like you would always get what you expected with Sandman. And uh, he definitely showed out in this show. But yeah, this show, it's it's a unique one because for one, it's their debut in New York. So typically they're always in Philly, but they're branching out a little bit here and they they alluded to it in the beginning of the show. So Paul Heyman's out. He's in the ring and he calls out a camera crew that's there. It's a current affair, which I don't know if you're familiar with that show. From my understanding, it's like a news show, like a 60 minutes type show, I guess. Yeah, Um, I guess they did um, some sort of piece on ECW, but uh, the camera crew was there and Paul, the crowd didn't seem to like him for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, But I'm wondering because this show overall was much less violent than they typically are. I don't think with the exception of the main event and there wasn't that much. I don't think anybody bled during the entire show other than Sandman, I think, at the end. And like the weapons were pretty limited throughout the entire show. And like like just in general, like there were way more segments, way more, much more talking than there were typically be on one of these shows. So I don't know if you, I mean, I guess you're coming into this cold, so you you don't really have a a reference point, but did it seem like a less violent version of ECW than you were expecting? I wasn't sure what to expect because I hadn't seen one of these. I I got way too much talking for sure. Mm -hmm. That kind of like bored me throughout the show. Like I was into it after Taz beat that dude's ass. I was like, all right, let's go. And then Bam Bam was out and then we got some, Mick Foley and Raven's using uh, Mikey Whipwreck as his bitch and shit. And like Foley, <laughs> I don't even know like I, how I didn't go into this like in the intro. Like Foley's a fucking tag champion, this Cactus Jack. And I'm like, whoa, right. whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, There's so a lot no, going on. I, I, thought, I thought it was just too much, way too much talking. And I'm, I'm not sure why. And then like, yeah, as far as like weapons go, I, I, I didn't know what they used at the time. So I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. The main event really wasn't that violent for, you know, what, no. I, what I was expecting. Really tame. Um, for, the pe- for the people involved, or three out of four of the people involved in the match. Um, yeah, New Jack's in the main event. I mean, you, yeah. typically you'll see at least one person get stabbed, but uh, <laughs> none. Probably none, I don't think, unless I missed them. Um, but we'll get into all that. But yeah, really that unique show. really here. cool, though. That was a match like that I would like to like take part in with my buddies. Like, all the <laughs> In the match, like seemed like fun match. Um, like you had people the, were just uh, throwing trash to the ring. It was a whole hands and cookie sheets and like things that like wouldn't hurt too bad, but like right, hurt, you know. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't hurt as bad as a shark. But speaking of which, this opening match here. Well, actually, first of all, let, let me let me pose a scenario for you. Who would win in a triple threat match? Shark Boy, 
the shark from WCW mm-hmm. or the shark attack kid? Who, who who would win in a battle between those three? Oh, well, first of all, I'm a, I'm a fan of the big boys. All right. So it's definitely the shark. And I like how the yeah. shark was referenced on commentary um, during the show. As well. <laughs> the so, dungeon like, of the dumb. WCW. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm taking the shark. He would probably eat those two boys up. This guy didn't even look like a shark. I mean, I guess he's not a shark. He's a guy that got attacked by a shark, which I didn't really consider. I was expecting Shark Boy to be in the was ring. That, here. Was that a story? He's a he's a boy who got attacked by a shark. I did zero research on it, but I assume so. So in my head, that's going to be <laughs> the bad. the narrative. I didn't mean to second guess your uh, your, your knowledge <laughs> of Shark you? Boy. I just thought it was good, you know. Oh, Shark Boy. No, 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 no. The, sh- the shark, shark attack kid. kid. Shark attack yeah. kid. Look at me. I'm fucking butchering this poor kid's shark name. Shark boy right. kid. What a ridiculous name that is. <laughs> Stupid name. All right. So we got the, the TSAK here facing Taz, like you mentioned. This is, uh, as far as physically, physically goes, peak Taz. Shredded, like you said. Just tossing this poor boy all over the ring. Suplexes judo throws a little jujitsu in there uh pretty quick match ultimately just a showcase for taz and taz is still pretty early in his like monster single run he's kind of fresh off of his taz maniac gimmick i guess it's been like a year or so but also had like a broken neck along the way so he just kind of recently returned with bill alfonso so they're really building this dude up and uh gets the quick win with the taz mission but uh that's not really the story here because after the match because Taz and 911. Are you familiar with 911? Nope. nope. He's, he's a big guy. I was wondering who 911 was. I, you know, he I, wasn't I on the show. I looked him up. I was waiting for him to show up. Yeah. No, I mean, he wasn't on the show. I, I'm trying to think of somebody to compare him to. I guess like a like a big Cass-ish okay. guy, but uh, more grungy, more like a dad. You know, like a big giant dad is how I would describe 911. Um, but he's like the big, like everybody loves nine one one. Whenever he comes out, people pop. He's in sensation. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. He chokes slams people. That's pretty much all he does. Uh, but Taz and nine one one have been having beef. So Taz calls him out, knowing that nine one one is not there. Uh, ultimately, Todd Gordon comes out, the commissioner of ECW, and it says, "Hey, Taz, nine one one isn't here. They don't really give a reason. Just he's not here." And then Bill Alfonso starts poking at Todd Gordon because Bill Alfonso and Todd Gordon have been having beef. It's been like a power struggle because Bill Alfonso represents the like the Philadelphia Commission, the Athletic Commission or something. And so it's like, no, I have the authority. No, I have the authority. They had a match a couple weeks ago. It was stupid, but they're still going at each other. Bill Alfonso. Is that why he was wearing a referee shirt? I was curious. Yes. Yes. Eventually he moves on to like the black hat and the black shirt or whatever but now yeah. he's still just like a stupid referee um but very yeah i was like what the fuck is why, why? <laughs> <laughs> like a 1980s uh wwf referee yeah, it's right. um but yeah to your point bill alfonso is just obnoxious he is playing his role uh him and todd start going at it todd gordon throws the, the shittiest clothesline i've ever seen in my life but uh it's enough to knock bill alfonso down and then taz gets in to pull him off then in comes Bam Bam Bigelow, whoo, making his debut. <laughs> He's, uh, man, his matches with Taz are legendary. That one spot where they like go through the stage. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that. That's um, yeah, that's that's when Taz really. I've seen, I've seen the highlights of it for sure. I'd love to go and see these two throw. Same down. here. Yeah. yeah. 
but the crowd was into it. The Bam Bam apparently just left WWF. Wasn't really doing much for a while, but uh, yeah, he's here and uh, he's looking uh, pretty, uh, pretty mean, I guess, huh? Got the cowboy boots. Yeah, jeans. dude, Bam- Bammers look good, dude. Bam- Bam- I was trying to think of it. Was, this was 96. Mm-hmm. When was his uh, when was his match with LT? That was WrestleMania. It's the previous 11. year. Yeah, so 95 WrestleMania. So that was about that was nine months before. Yeah, so he wasn't doing shit, dude. No, he he was kind of in the main event scene along with Diesel, but he was just kind of Diesel's buddy. And he was never really he, he did get one title shot on like a random raw. But otherwise, he was he lost the gold dust and gold dust debut. And he was like, all right, you're done, bud. Yeah, man, I love Bam Bam. Such a great. Oh, man. he's great. Athletic big top five athletic big of all time, dude. Doing the moonsaults early mm-hmm. on. Plus character work. Fucking tattoo on the head. No one. <laughs> not that look. I mean, nowadays, but like back mm-hmm. then, nobody had that character look, dude. But the way he showed up, like you said, the crowd popped in. I was totally into this and I was ready to go for the show. I was like, let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, you know, it didn't stay as hype. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bam Bam was uh, ahead of his time for sure. And the ECW crowd definitely uh, sensed that. So, but uh, speaking of athletic big man, we got two of them here in this next match. We got the Headhunters versus the team of Axel Rotten and El Puerto Ricano. Hey, Tim, what's your favorite El Puerto Ricano match? <laughs> Yo, I had no idea who that kid was. They were trying to hype him up. <laughs> the extreme rookie. Hype him up, dude. And they're like, he's like this like up-and-comer. And I'm like, ah, I got no interest in this kid. They're about to get demolished by the headhunters. Yeah, he's kind of just a uh, a Hispanic Mikey Whipwreck. It's kind of, from, from what I've seen of him, that's kind of what he appears to be. Mikey Whipwreck was the ECW world champion I saw? Yeah, like not too long before this, like a few months before this wild because on the show it kind of made him seem like he was just a bitch like he was like holding a pocket in prison and shit Mikey, like <laughs> yeah i don't know how he's world champion if like that's how he is raven just like got it like a spell on him or something or what that's the whole thing yeah with mikey whipwreck because like you said the whole deal with him is like oh he's this schlub he doesn't belong but he's like a triple crown champion at this point he's the tag team champion walking into the show and he was also a tv champion at some point so it's like at what point is he not an underdog like he wins all the time right yeah yeah that's what yeah all right got it but el puerto Ricano does not (laughs) win he doesn't win he he doesn't win at all uh including this one because the headhunters i I think i guess they're debuting in ecw at this point it's the first i've seen of them they they appeared in the royal rumble the month previous. <laughs> yes, they did. I, was, I, knew, I knew that. I knew yeah. I had seen them before, dude. Yep. I didn't know they had names. I thought it was just Headhunter A and Headhunter B. <laughs> Do you know what their names are here? Nope. Mohim and Mo Fat. Mo Fat. Nice. <laughs> Is Mo Fat the one that did the moonsault or no? I have no idea. Uh, probably. A great moonsault, bro. Dude, that was. So I was watching this match and I was like, these Headhunter, because I've never really watched a Headhunters match. I was like, these guys are horrendously unathletic because the whole match is just like they're four feet tall. They're they're what is it wider than they are tall? They're just bumbling around in there. The, the strikes look awful. There's one of them hits a power bomb on Puerto and he like just falls over because he can't like hold him down. It's like these are just two bowling balls in there just rolling around. 
mean, this motherfucker does one of the most beautiful moonsaults I've ever seen in my life. Literally lands on uh, who took it. Was it Axel or the it was, uh, it was your boy Puerto? My boy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess they're building up the headhunters here. I don't know what their longevity is in ECW, but the moonsault like the towards the end, they were impressive as hell. So I don't know. What do you think about this whole deal? Yeah, man, I uh, think I said it. The moonsault was beautiful, and the headhunters were going to roll through this team. That was about what I got out of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I recognize these guys. Hopped on the Google right away and saw they were in the 1996 Royal Rumble. I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Commentary said they are going to be uh, built up towards the next tag team challengers in that division. So, as you just said, they're going to be built up in the division. And that's just yeah. about all I got out of it. Axel Rotten's a name that I've heard mm-hmm. a bunch about. Um I don't really know too much about him. So him and his brother, Ian Rotten, they had a bunch of really brutal death matches in ECW the previous year. The Taipei death match. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's where they super glue glass shards to their hands and punch each other until they bleed a lot. Because it's ECW and what are they going to go do? Headlocks? No. You look at this guy. Ian's less athletic than Axel is. So it's like, no, just go hit each other really hard and bleed a lot. Um. But they were pretty instrumental in like I like establishing ECW's identity as like violence and all that stuff. Well, so. I'm sure who wouldn't want to see that? It's like a fucking train wreck that you can't fucking turn your head away from. Like, <laughs> yeah. you fucking see something like this. Like, oh, you got Wolverine out there fighting fucking Wolverine. Right, you got to watch this shit. <sighs> it was it was something. I, I recommend it. It's um, okay. you can find it on YouTube. I'm sure. I'm sure. But um, yeah. Other than that, uh, what do you think of the uh, like the managers? With the headhunters, I think it was a Dame, Damian Kane and Lady Alexander. I don't know if you know. Yeah, I didn't get too much um, out of him. She had a very interesting outfit, and uh, that was that was really all, all all I got out of him. Joey Styles had a funny line because the lady she was wearing this weird like Viking garb. I don't know what it was, but Joey was like, "It looks like she ran over a few squirrels on the way here," and <laughs> it's like a. It was perfectly what it, what she looked yeah. like. And then, I mean, she she pulled it off good. I was confused by the headhunters had two managers as this debuting team. There's a lot going I, on. I didn't know, like, if the guy, like, and the girl were together. So, like, that's why they, like, had brought the headhunters in together. Or, like, one of them had come with the headhunters from out of the company. I had gotten the idea from Joey Siles that the dude with the long hair, forget his name that you just mentioned, was... Damian like, Kane. Damian Kane. And he was in ECW trying to put teams together and he found a new team. That's about all I got out of it. I mean, I've been watching ECW chronologically for a couple of years now, and I have not seen this gentleman yet. So oh. <laughs> unless he's well, like they, repackaged, he didn't, tell, he didn't tell a good story in commentary. Then. They had a lot of promo time on the show and none was dedicated to these uh, people, but <laughs> maybe it's for the best. But after that, we got the ECW tag team titles on the line. We got the champions. Cactus Jack and Mikey Whipwreck versus the Eliminators, the team of John Cronus and Perry Saturn. So Raven is out there with uh, Jack and Whipwreck, I guess, because Raven and Cactus Jack are friends. Raven just recently, like a few weeks before this, won the ECW world title from the Sandman, which I didn't even realize. I had to go back and watch the fucking TV show. Um, But... They're out here. Cactus Jack, by the way, has one foot out the door heading to WWF. I think they might at this point already be playing vignettes for uh, Mankind or maybe it's in the dirt sheets or something because there is a Mankind Sucks chant 
in the beginning, which was funny. Um, I don't know if he caught that or not, but yeah, there's no, uh, I did not. some smart. At least that's what I heard, unless I was just hearing things. But um, you probably heard right. You're a smart fan. It's debatable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the general theme here, I guess, is Mikey Whipwreck. He's like doesn't want to be teaming with Cactus Jack. Mikey wants to, to, to just wrestle, whereas Jack wants him to brawl and hit him with weapons and stuff, and they can't get on the same page. Meanwhile, the Eliminators are just doing some pretty innovative tag team moves throughout the whole thing. Really big, impressive dudes. I don't know, what would you, you make out of this match? Yeah, man. First of all, I got really excited when I saw Foley coming out. I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is he doing here, man? So that was cool. I thought it was weird, the whole Raven-Mikey Whipwreck dynamic. I thought the Eliminators were cool. They were a fun tag team. Saturn with hair was interesting. You know, we might address that later. I don't know much how much longer yeah. I have here, but that was cool. I thought they were a cool tag team. I liked how they got the win here. F- dope finisher. And then Kimona. Uh, God, man. See, I knew I was going to fuck it up. Kimona. <laughs> come on. Give me her name. Tell me her name. Uh, Whatever the fuck her name is. Kimona. Fuck, I wrote it somewhere. Anaya. No, I'm going to say it wrong, dude. Shania she Twain. Was- Kimona, I want to lay ya. Something. There you go. <laughs> yeah. He was fucking just smoking, dude. Raven's Man. um, Raven's girl. Holy shit. She, that was what I got out of it. Like, I was yeah. just like, damn, 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 damn. And uh, the match was solid. Fully went. He wrestled that match hard. I like the movie it on the outside. He did this like springboard elbow to the outside. Where the hell did that come? Like, it's like an acai elbow drop. On yeah, both and guys. I was like. Whoa, dude, I don't think that I've ever seen Foley do that. So I thought that was really cool. And uh, yeah, I thought the right team won here. And the whole Raven Mikey Whipwreck dynamic was weird to me. And then Foley beat the shit out of his partner after the match, too. So <laughs> whatever. Whipwreck's taking it all, all sorts of fucking ways. Yeah, because Cactus Jack obviously is a heel at this point. And I guess he wants to maintain that heat and maybe pass it on to Raven, is what I kind of gathered from this. And I guess. I don't know where Mikey goes from here. If he just starts feuding with Raven after this, I don't know. But um, but yeah, the total elimination by the Eliminators for the win here. So new tag team champions. And uh, like you said, Raven and Cactus Jack both beat up on Mikey Whipwreck after the match. And, and uh, uh, the Eliminators are, are heels too, right? They're not faces here. There's like correct. a bunch of heels in this match. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's but, what I got uh, out of it. We're not done with the Eliminators because uh, after that whole debacle, I think Mikey gets double arm DDT on a chair. It cuts to uh, like cuts to Joey Styles and then cuts back to the Eliminators in the ring. So they're with Joey Styles in the ring. I guess they're about to get interviewed after their title win. But out comes Francine. And uh, she's wearing all leather. Of course, she's a manager of the Pitbulls, who uh, is a team comprised of Pitbull number one and Pitbull number two. So <laughs> what the fuck? she's their manager and the Pitbulls and the Eliminators have had a few matches over the past few months. I think one of their last matches, the Eliminators gave Francine the total elimination. So that's why she's in a neck brace here. But Francine's like, you know what? I know you guys uh, injured my neck pretty severely, but you guys are champions and that turns me on, which is uh, almost exactly what she said. And Francine's like, you know what? Let me manage you guys. But this was all a ruse. 
just a distraction for the pit bulls to come in, attack the eliminators. They got chains. Saturn gets like hung with the chain over the ropes. Cronus gets a super bomb from the second rope. And then Francine pulls out some scissors and and uh, cuts Saturn's ponytail off. Thank God. Um, so Saturn gets a little haircut. And uh, that's pretty much all that really happens here, I guess, right? Yeah, that's it. And you hit it spot on. I was like, oh, so these guys beat her ass and then she joins them. Interesting dynamic. Okay. But damn, yeah, she looked fucking... We were just talking yeah. about Kimona, but she, then she comes out and she looks just absolutely... I mean, she ain't wearing nothing fucking... Her ass is just fucking sitting out there, so... Yeah. Damn, yeah, Francine had Hot a guy... tomato. Yeah, she had a guy going on, and I had never really known who Francine was. Always heard about her through, like, you know, the magazines or whatever. I'd see her like, damn. Mm-hmm. Her and Beulah were, like, the two I, I saw. I didn't know about this Kimona. I wish I did. I, but, I was uh, not familiar either. Yeah, I always thought Francine was smoking, and... This show definitely like exclamation pointed that shit. Yeah. And you know, the ending it was what it was. And I'm not too familiar with the story that was going on between them. So whatever. It is what it is. It's not a not a lot going on. Just I hate you, I hate you. Let's hit each other hard. That's pretty much what it comes down to. But I feel like the next the tag title match that they're gonna have will probably be a pretty good match between yeah. them after uh, you know, if you get hung by a chain and get your hair cut. You would think so. They'd be coming for some vengeance, you know? So I looked at the next card, and there's like a triple dog collar match of sorts. I forget if it's these guys. I would assume it is, but. um, Dog collar. Stevie Richards is is involved and uh, somebody else. It's a whole weird thing. What do you think about Stevie Richards? Well, um, I like Stevie Richards. I think he's a very underrated guy in the grand scheme of things like i think whatever character he's given he's given he like commits to it a hundred percent and it's like this next match he has a shane douglas and tommy dreamer are a team and they're going against raven and stevie richards and i mean stevie plays his part i guess but um i feel like this match because this match is like 20 minutes long and i feel like it could have been half that yeah are you taking your pants off to wake to Kimona? Oh man, that's what I was. That's what I was saying, dude. I wish I uh, knew who Kimona was when I was a little bit younger, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey man, it's never too late. It's never too late. But right now, no, no, I'm trying to. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, see. I, I wasn't saying I'm even wearing pants right now. Honestly. That's a good point. That's a good point. Know, I'm here with you. I, I'm probably easy access. I'm free balling as it is. But. Free balling? Oh, free balling. Free balling. I see. Free balling. Free balling. So, so we got uh, Shane Douglas, Tommy Dreamer versus the, the Raven's Nest or whatever you want to call this. But yeah, like I said, like, what do you what do you think about this, man? It was fine. I feel like it went a tad too long though yeah so i thought it was interesting the dynamic of stevie and meanie and raven and uh stevie and meanie and raven and i thought that it was stevie and meanie who were going to be involved in this and raven would Mm. be doing something else again because of where it was placed on the card i'm like oh your world champs just like in the third match on the or the fourth match on the card i was like oh Mm -hmm. that's rather interesting but the match itself was cool i i actually gained some respect for shane douglas here I never was a big Shane Douglas guy. I didn't like Dean Douglas. I didn't like Shane Douglas in WCW. Again, didn't watch 
where he was the franchise in ECW and like really made his moniker. So seeing him in this match, like come back, like is like a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. He kind of, he won me over a little bit. And when Stevie Richards put the razor Ramon, uh, cut off <laughs> on, and uh, you knew he had, so this was Shane Douglas first match back from WWF. He had got mm-hmm. punked out backstage politics. Like he maybe got the worst treatment in that click era ever. Mm-hmm. Like he was supposed to win the intercontinental title. I think he might've actually won it, but he lost it in the same night at that in your house, Yep. like from Sean to Dean Douglas to razor. And he just got punked out. And he's back in ECW. He's the franchise again. And like Joey Styles did a good job of saying like he's the franchise. He's not Dean. He's Shane. He's the franchise. Mm. And I enjoyed him in this match, dude. I really enjoyed him in this match. I thought like he'd be a nice contender for that championship coming up. I like the Tommy Dreamer Raven stuff in the match. I like the little Beulah sex seduction with Tommy Dreamer and sucking his finger. Yeah, like that. My wife was sitting with me and she's like. fuck are chopping we up watching? a little bit yeah and i was like yeah i mean well, like, they gotta compete with raven and kimona i want to leia so because you know they do the whole deal where raven's like sits in the corner and kimona will be on his lap and so tommy and beulah pretty much replicated that but yeah i mean that's like probably the strongest feud at this point in ecw is tommy dreamer and raven because it's been ongoing beulah was involved for a lot of it and then because Beulah was with Raven, but then Tommy got Beulah pregnant, and now they're a thing. So Raven got a new girl to get back at Beulah, and Raven also won the ECW title to kind of get back at Tommy. So it's an ongoing thing here. So, and that's pretty much. And the story why isn't this here. in the main event? That is a fantastic question. <laughs> this, even <laughs> I was watching this, like the match, like on paper, it looks like the, it should be in the main event. But even as I'm watching it, it felt like more epic than any other match on this card. So I was like, it's it was a really weird choice to. And then you see Raven again down the road, though. Like you see, like so I don't right. understand. And I think you see Stevie again. So I don't understand why mm-hmm. this wasn't the main event. But I, I'm not going to sit here and complain about that. Like I thought, like the fundamentals of the whole thing, like going in, I I, I enjoyed it. It was a bit long. I, I can't feel you on that. I mean, they might have been able to cut it a little bit shorter. The Sandman getting involved was really cool, but the whole Razor Ramon thing, webbing his ass, shoving it down, and then... That was probably the highlight of the match for me. Yeah, when he shoved it down Stevie's throat, that was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that was about what I got out of it. Yeah, I mean, that was... Because like you said, Shane, is this is his first match after coming back from WWF, so it's still really fresh. So Stevie putting on the Razor shirt, and then Shane, like, rips it off of him and shoves it down Stevie's throat, and, like, he just, like, gets incensed and just starts beating the shit out of him. But uh, the match, you know, goes along. It's, it's not it's not too violent. There are a few weapons here. There's an, a Nintendo that gets, gets that thrown so in. That was so cool, dude. <laughs> Somebody yeah. brought Nintendo from the crowd and was like, hey, you're Tommy. Use it. And they had a cheese grater, I think, at one point in the uh, match. Of course. They, they used a couple of very unique weapons. It was, yeah, the Nintendo. They had a cheese grater. And then they had one other unique one. A telephone was in there. A telephone. Yeah. Yes, it's exactly what it was, bro. Just yep. a big bulky ass. You can kill a person with that. Dude, yeah, man. You can kill someone with anything, really. Try <laughs> <laughs> <Giant laughs> yourself. We're not talking about that. I'll tell you what. Tommy almost killed, uh, or no, sorry, TV, or Stevie almost killed Tommy. With a power bomb, dropped him right on his neck. It was really reminiscent of uh, when Brock did it to Hardcore Holly. It was like the same exact thing, but I guess Tommy was fine here, fortunately. Yeah, I did have that in my notes. There were a couple scary um, botches. A couple, couple pile show. drivers that looked pretty gnarly, too. 
Yeah, bad neck spots. I was thinking that throughout. I was watching. I was like, ugh, ugh, cringing. Like, yeah. the Tommy one was bad, dude. Yeah. Were there any other, like, botches or cringy moments that stuck out to you in this one? Uh, this there was there was two I thought there was that one and then there was like another one like back to back I, the crowd was chanting you fucked up at them for something I don't remember what it was in no, then but it, I wouldn't expect listen ladder matches like multi person cage matches I don't expect these sorts in this show all everything on this show literally everything on this show I don't expect crisp clean wrestling right. like. <laughs> All right, a botch. Okay, yeah, I expected an independent hardcore show. You're going to see fucking botches left and right. Like, I don't know what what you would expect, but you never, ever, ever, ever. And I'm not in the industry, so I can't speak to it. But you know, from what I've watched for 32 years, you never, ever, ever want to drop somebody on their head. You always yeah. want to protect your opponent. And that in that case, obviously, it was an accident. But you know, it's a, it's a bad fucking botch. He he might have given him a receipt though, because Tommy. Uh, put Stevie in the tree of woe in the corner. So he's hanging upside down and Tommy just takes a frying pan and hits him right in the penis with it, which is <laughs> uh, fun. I mean, that that's just a staple uh, move in a wrestling match, a frying pan to the cock. So, oh, yo, bro, in the end of the match. Yes, I meant to comment on that. The way the match ended, I've never seen Ooh. a frying pan taped to the boot of an insiguri. <laughs> and that's how the match ended. It was so that so was unique stupid, but I loved too. it. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the carnage is just happening everywhere. Beulah, at some, like you said, tapes a frying pan to Dreamer's foot. And then Tommy Dreamer hits uh, Richards with the enziguri for the win. So honestly, I mean, this pr- might be my match of the night. Unless I'm forgetting one. Pro- I mean, uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot of competition, to be honest. But uh, I would say this is probably one of the better matches of the night for sure. Oh, ab- this absolutely was the match of the night. That's why I was like flabbergasted that it wasn't the main event of the evening when you got the world champion involved. Paulie, what are you doing? Maybe they just wanted because the main the main event was more of like an ECW style match. So maybe that's what they wanted to go sure home that. on. But I don't, yeah, I, I, I still agree with you for sure. But um, another good match on the show, though, to be fair, is for the WWA World Welterweight title. Rey Mysterio Jr., the champion, defending against Juventud Guerrera. So uh, this is the first time I've seen Juventud in ECW. Rey's been there for a little bit. But uh, man, if you want to play a drinking game with this, take a drink every time somebody does a Hurricane Rana. Because it just felt like it was nonstop Rana's this entire match. But the crowd ate it up, I guess. Bad botch in that match too. That was that was the other one. Thanks for reminding me. There was yeah. like a corner, there was a corner spot between the two. And I forgot one of them almost landed on their neck. I think I think it was the last Hurricane Rana of the night where they almost fucking. But again, then even this match, I don't expect it to be clean. These guys wrestled like a yeah. hardcore, a hardcore Lucha match. It was so cool. Yeah. I got a hit on it to start the show. Seeing Rey Mysterio flipping off Hoovy to, to start was cool. Both of these guys, 21 years old. Rey just turned 21. Yeah. Uh, he was announced as a 20 year old. The announcer. Best introduction. Joe Gertner, the GOAT. Ooh, bro, that got me hyped for that match that's like sitting in the middle of the show. So that was cool. Yeah, they kind of lumped the best two matches back to back. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. A lot of Hurricane Ranas, a lot of fast paced action, hardcore Rey Mysterio. It was just, it was different because I looked He's at great. them and I said, Is that Hoovy and Ray? But like they didn't come off as Hoovy and Ray. Hoovy spitting in Ray's face to start the show <laughs> or to start yeah. the match was like, Shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy this match for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, and it was definitely a change of pace from because there wasn't another match like this on the entire show. So an ECW did, did that pretty well, giving you some variety. Uh, pretty unique spots. They did like the upside down, like their legs are tied up and they're like slapping each other upside down. Lots of uh, springboards, hurricane ranas. You know, you pretty much know what to expect with these guys. But uh, ultimately, uh, Hoovitude goes for like a second rope razor's edge. But Ray counters it into a Rana, of course, and gets the win. But uh, yeah, Ray gets the win. I think he's will be in WCW within a matter of months here. But for now, he's uh, doing some good work here. And uh, how long? So how long was he in ECW before this? Couple months, maybe like three or four months, I would guess. So not super long. But uh, yeah, they had like a big like turnover rate. Because like Eddie Guerrero came in for a few months and then left. Dean Malenko, same thing. Benoit and uh, someone else that was on the show that that applies to as well. But I guess we'll get to that later. But um, but yeah, Joe Gertner, the the bilingual (laughs) introduction might have been the highlight. Because I will say, though, Super Nino is way more badass sounding than Superboy. But. Is that and that's what he's called, Rey Mysterio, Super Nino? That was his old super, super, super Nino, Superboy, because he was he was like two with both languages. It's like you have that. You should get get at that, bro. You you've got that diction down. Donde está la biblioteca? (laughs) See, como estás? (laughs) Anyways, so we got Bill Alfonso and Taz. They're back. More of these fellas. Still antagonizing 911, still calling him out, even though they still know he's not there. But uh, 911 911, I looked him up. He's like a big, beefy boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. how I would describe him. Yeah. Yeah, like a big, beefy boy. Okay. Big, beefy boy. B O I. I want to see him. You know, I want to reference who we're talking about. You know? Of course. Of course. But uh, a non beefy boy comes out. Rey Mysterio comes <laughs> out. To uh, he's like, hey, nine one one isn't because Ray and nine one one teamed together at the last show, so I guess they're kind of buddies. So Ray is like, hey, nine one one isn't here, but I am. And Ray's like, hey, Taz, I'm not afraid of you. Which looking at <laughs> nineteen ninety six, Ray Mysterio and Taz sounds like a fucking awesome match, and I hope that is a thing that happens. I was thinking about that because they got their such different dynamics, and Taz looks like such a badass in the way right. Ray just wrestled Hoovy. <sighs> Give it to me. But uh, Bill Alfonso, of course, he's like poking Ray in the chest. He's like, how dare you? Then Ray gives Bill Alfonso a spinning heel kick and then uh, goes to give Taz like a springboard Hearn Canrana, but they kind of botch it at first. So they just redo it and then hit it. And it's like a little back and forth here is kind of weird because like then Taz catches him on another springboard with a belly to belly. Then Ray hits another Rana Then Taz hits a half and half. So it's like a mini match here. But then like. Half the locker room comes or like it's like two guys come out to uh, help Ray because Taz hits him with a half and half suplex. And they're like playing it off like Ray just broke his fucking neck or something. Ray's which, dead. I guess. Ray's yeah. Dead. Looking at the size difference between dude. Taz looked like a fucking monster. Like, I don't know yeah. why the WWE didn't pursue that guy or the WWF didn't pursue that guy sooner. I mean, they're kind of the same height, but. I get what you mean. Taz is he, he just a little beefier, though. Beefy, bro. Beefy. Yeah. A big, uh, beefy boy. If you know who else is beefy, is uh, JT Smith and uh, Hack Myers. Was that Myers. the guy throwing lefts? Lefts? Wasn't he throwing left, left hands at the guy who attacked Ray no, Mysterio? No, 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 was no, that no. a different guy? That is the Shah, Hack Myers. So 
basically, so Ray gets he's Ray's murdered. He's dead in the middle of the ring. Uh, Ray Ray gets killed a lot in wrestling for some reason. Um, but JT Smith and the Shaw come out to help Ray, and then JT says something on the mic. Oh, no, I couldn't really understand anything JT Smith was saying. He's like trying to be Italian, but it comes off just like intelligible. So he was, he said something, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna beat you up actually. So JT Smith starts stomping on Ray, and then the Shaw hits him with the left jabs, which is a weird impulse to have when you're just in a fight out of nowhere. But because <laughs> he's doing like the um, like the yeah, Dusty Rhodes just, punches, just throwing the lefts. That's why I was like, who is the guy with the, the the lefts, dude? You're not familiar with the Shaw? No, no. man. Is he uh, is he a, a regular product or, <sighs> or is, is he, he like regular? the Shark Attack boy? I got the name right. Hell yeah. Or no, Shark Attack Kid. Yeah, nope, you fucked up again. Uh, You're going to get it. You're going to get one of these days. TSAK. I'll, I'll remember by the act. There we go. If he has merch, we got to get on agree. that. We do. We do. But no, the Hack ha- Myers. Hack Hack Myers is a sensation. Let me tell you. He's uh, so over, as you could probably tell. The crowd was all into him. But like nobody knows who he is. Like, because he was like big and like early mid 90s ECW and they just faded away for whatever reason. But uh looking at his Is face. Is that where kinda... uh, WCW got Sandman's name from? Hack. Wait, well, wait, wasn't Sandman? Sandman's, wasn't Sandman's name Hack in WCW? I don't know. When was this? 1999 was he was a hardcore wrestler. And he was I did hardcore. not know Sandman was in WCW. Yeah, on like 1999-2000 hardcore division his name was Hack. So. <laughs> just Hack. It just hack AJK. That's so funny. No, yeah. I mean maybe. I, I, I think Hack Myers was also in WCW at some point. I don't know what his name was, but maybe they were a team. Who knows? Dream team. That's a dream team. I don't know about that. <laughs> How I dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so the Shah and JT fight to the back. Meanwhile, Ray is still uh, deceased in the middle of the ring, and Joey. Calls for the uh, ECW medic team, also also known as Damage Control, mm-hmm. which <laughs> and then Bailey comes out. No, um, <laughs> which is always funny, just in hindsight. Just which it's that's a kind of a cool name for like a <laughs> your your paramedics, I guess. But um, but the uh, the segments keep on coming because Joey's still in the middle of the ring. And he's like, wow, that was crazy. You won't see action like this anywhere else. And then out comes woman who uh, had, has just signed with WCW. Woman comes out and she's like, hey, Joey, actually, you can see action like this on Monday night. And then out comes Sandman because Sandman and woman have been an item. I, uh, but Sandman is pissed at woman for leaving ECW. So Sandman comes out and woman's like, Hey, are you out here because you changed your mind and you want to come to WCW with me? And Sandman's like, nah, you've been a bitch your whole damn <laughs> life. And uh woman's like, I plan on being here and being a bitch until somebody carries me out of here. And then two cold Scorpio comes out and, carries her out of there so weird segment here uh i don't know what you what you what you make of it 
I don't know. And then Missy Hyatt came out, right? Isn't this? Didn't it? I know what Missy Hyatt. Oh, this is just out. a bunch of nonsense, dude. And then, I, like she lit a cigarette with Sandman and gave it to him, and like made it seem like they wanted to go and do rump roast in the back together, and uh, <laughs> and and call it a day, right? Like, rump roasting. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I've never called it rump roasting before, but it just seemed like they wanted to do in that what they wanted to do we're in that specific start. moment. You know what I'm saying? Whenever, whenever Sandman's involved, that's a pretty good uh, way to describe it. I think and she's she's I'm not gonna say grimy herself, but she's pretty grimy herself. So. You, she has some DSLs on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she. Uh, Which is yeah. fine. I, I mean, no hate. hate. No hate from me. No hate from you. No. She no was a uh, a handsome gal, this Missy Hyatt. But uh, <laughs> before before she comes out, though, because we got to lay the scene here because there's a lot going on. So woman gets carried out by Scorpio. And then uh, all of a sudden, because Sandman's still in the ring, all of a sudden it cuts back to the ring. And I mean, Stevie Richards and Blue Meanie are back in the ring with Sandman. And uh, because remember, Raven just beat Sandman for the world title. So and Stevie and Meanie are his henchmen of sorts. And Stevie's like, hey, we've been sent out here by Raven because, uh, hey, we know there's going to be a rematch coming up. But, hey, we're going to give you the chance to back out of it. Sandman takes his metaphorical cock that is his kendo stick, puts it right in Stevie's face. He's like, now. And uh, Stevie's like, well, I'm going to Stevie kick you. And then Blue Meanie's like, no, let me do it. And Blue Meanie tries to super kick him, but he's fat, so he kicks his foot up. <laughs> and then uh, gets caned right in the face. A, a hilarious bump from that cane shot from Sandman to Meanie. And then Sandman tells Stevie, he's like, hey, you go tell Raven that uh, I'm getting my belt back. And then he kind of just walks away and hits Meanie again on the way out. Just jumps over the top rope to the floor. And then Sandman's out. But this segment is not over. <laughs> Raven comes out to berate Stevie. He's like, you had one job and you blew it. By the way, Raven is like lisping here. I don't know if he has like a. It's the mic. It was the mic. Was it the mic? I didn't know if he and had like a broken gr- jaw or something. Yeah, it was the mic. And that's why I grabbed the mic and pulled it closer because I think he probably heard it. Because if you notice uh, mm. for the first like maybe 15 seconds, he's like. Every word he says, and I know from experience, having a shitty mic will make you because, th- like, I used to do podcasts and I'd be like, Why do I sound like I got a lisp? So, if you hear me, you know, oh, yeah. damn well, I have no fucking lisp when I speak. <laughs> so, I think that's why I grabbed the mic and then he like asserted his words into it. Mm, right. That makes sense. That makes I sense. I could be wrong. No, I mean, you, you the way you put it, that makes sense to me. But, um, Raven's out here, he smacks Stevie around a little bit. He's like, hey, Steve, if you don't have a big surprise for me, you're fired from the flock or whatever the fuck. Um, And Stevie's like, I got something. And he pulls out like a ragged piece of paper. And he's like, it's it's like a letter to some like a lawyer or something, I guess. He's like basically suing Missy Hyatt for sexual harassment because a few shows ago, it it was another dumb segment where. I remember the context of it. I know Raven and Missy Hyatt made out and then Stevie and Missy Hyatt made out. It was a whole thing. But apparently Stevie's implying that it was against his will. But then Missy Hyatt comes out and is like, hey, Steve, 
That was probably the best day you ever had. I don't know what you're talking about. And the Ravens like, you want to be with my crew? It's not wouldn't be the first time. Oh, remember when we had intercourse and then Miss Hyatt's like, hey, Raven, you have a low sperm count. And then Raven's like, I'm going to beat your ass. And then Sandman comes out and canes everybody. So. That was, so that was the Missy Hyatt part. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. My bad. There's I a long my, road there. I mixed my two segments together there because there were so many fucking in-ring segments. <laughs> Why? Why? But that was... I liked all the cane shots, dude. Yeah. Sandman delivers a fucking... He can throw a cane. Dude. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Sandman, four, four segments. Like I said, three or four. This makes four for sure. Right. Well, we get back to some wrestling here. After that, let me ask you a question. Did you by any chance look at the card before you watched the show? Nope. I didn't. I like to be surprised. I like it just to hit me like this is what's here. I like it. Well, I did. And there was a match here that was probably the match I was most excited about. But they did not include it, apparently, because it was so fucking bad. And I it was Chris Jericho versus Rob Van Dam. Right. How could that be bad? Right. So wait, wait. After what we watched throughout the course of this evening, dude, in the mat, what's after like this is all better than this. <laughs> like, how could that be bad? We got to find this somewhere. I, I didn't. It's, it might be on YouTube somewhere. I don't know. But Jericho versus Rob. I'm glad I didn't look up because I'd be pissed. I was I'd pissed. Like, why did the network did the network take it off or did like the show take it off? The show. Well, I, I use the, the link cock. that's like it's the original. The it's on the cock. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, I even I looked it up. It was on Wikipedia. They pulled it from pulled it from the VHS or whatever, because um, Rob just debuted at the last show in ECW and Jericho. This would have been his debut. Um, I mean, I guess it happened. So I guess it was his debut. But yeah, right. So this, this is a quote. I think it's from Jericho's book. I found this on Wikipedia. So Chris says, Paul booked me against RVD and wanted to use the match as our official TV debut. Rob and I had similar styles, size, and worldwide experience. He'd spent some time overseas and made a name for himself in Japan, just as I had. But the match sucked worse than a toothless vampire. We were a step off on everything, and there was no sign of chemistry we'd had the night before. The fans turned on us, chanting, This match sucks. Please go home. End this match. Even the dreaded You Fucked Up chant reared its ugly head when when I screwed up a simple arm drag. So <laughs> apparently it was bad. I don't know. But uh, Damn, I, know I mean, obviously, Rob would go on to be like arguably the biggest ECW star of all time. And then Jericho. Do you, think, a, that, you think it was bad because of Rob or just I, I guess they probably, they probably just didn't have the chemistry, I guess. They, they might have just been an off night for them, honestly. Because it seems like I guess this would have been Jericho's second match because he, he implies that they had a match the previous night. So I guess they had a good match Jericho before. Had and then you have to go to WCW. Right. So. Yeah. So early Jericho, early RVD. But I mean, Rob is still good at this point, And I imagine Jericho is pretty good, too. So. But thank God we were spared that terrible match. Let's get to this next match, shall we? Bubba Ray Dudley versus J.T. Smith. I forgot about this match, honest to God. How we could you? The next match. How could you? JT Smith, because remember, he got those vicious jabs from the Shah earlier. So JT Smith comes out cartoonishly wrapped in 
tape around his head, like a cartoon character, like he had just fallen out of a moving car or something. And uh, he's like limping to the ring. He's like, hey, I can't compete. He offers and then he offers Bubba a dollar to not have this match. <laughs> Which, I don't know. What, what were your thoughts on the Dudleys here, their presentation and Bubba's whole deal? So when I used to think about the Dudleys, when I heard about the Dudleys, I knew they had this guy, Big Dick Dudley mm-hmm. and fucking Bubba Dudley. And then I heard about Devon down the road and little Spike, but I knew nothing of the presentation. This shit was... You're not a big uh, Dances with Dudley guy? I'm not. I knew nothing about him, really, and this was bad, dude. Everything (laughs) about this was bad, and I'm sitting there like... And then my wife goes, is he supposed to be, like, off or what's... You know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think that's supposed to be the gimmick. It's stupid. And then, you know, he's like, I'm... You know, he starts doing the name thing and then whatever... The bubble bomb was cool, so that was dope. Um, I don't know. The dance was cool at the end of it. I, I'm a big fan of the guy altogether. So if this is his yeah. first gimmick getting in the business, you know that obviously it fucking propelled him to be fucking Bubba Ray Bully fucking Bub- Dudley, one right. top three tag teams of all time with this gimmick. So I'm not saying Aces you're and this. This though was bad. Like everything about this was bad. I don't. How'd you feel, bro? But at this point, Bubba Ray Dudley might be the most beloved guy in ECW because he's so like silly. He's entertaining. I love like Eugene, just like people loved Eugene, dude. Or no. I don't know. I never really Characters liked very reminiscent. Bubba wasn't like mentally challenged, I don't think. Maybe it was. I don't know. I, I, I am not watching. He seemed like that. That was the character. But I could be I could be wrong. Right. I mean, he was. He had more wits about him than Eugene, I would say. But no, no, I could be wrong. But um, obviously with the stutter, I love the stutter powerbomb that he does where it's like, but but like he picks him up halfway and then Big Dick hits him. He's like, hey, do it. And then Bubba hits him. So it was pretty much a squash match, to be fair. So it's fine. Bubba does his little dance at the end, which, by the way, do you remember him? Doing that like in 2002, like that would be his gimmick that he danced. Yes, I didn't <laughs> know though that came from there. So, yes, I, I did, did not either. Can I ask you though, where's Devon? Like, when did that come about? Devon is not here yet. I'm not exactly sure when he appears, but uh, he has not showed up yet. Big so. Dick's got some big fucking arms, he's got some cannons on him. He's, he's think re- big Dick's got a big dick or no? I bet you he has a hilariously small dick. I agree. That's what yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it definitely stinks. If your For name sure. is Big Dick, your name you probably don't have a big dick. I don't know. No, just... no offense to any big dicks uh, listening out there, but fuck you. Anyways. I hope you have a big dick if your name is Big Dick. Hey, send them in to uh, <laughs> timking at gmail.com. I'll rate them for you. <laughs> well, speaking of big dicks, God, Mr. Hughes has got to have a big old dick. I can see it. Big old hog, dude. Yeah. Wide uh, long hog. Oh man, just clean too, all the same color, shaven. Yeah. yeah. Sabu's though is Sabu probably has an average average size one, but it's like just shredded up from the barbed wire and stuff. So I can see him dropping like a five and a half inch dick out there, just fucking yeah. pounding it. Nothing wrong with that. No, no, do your thing. It's perfectly baby. fine. Absolutely. Good average <clears throat> size. Yeah, above average for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
A lot of dick talk on this show. A lot of dick, <laughs> dick talk when we get together. <laughs> well, it's ECW, so I blame that. It fits. It fits. But uh, yeah, Sabu versus Mr. Hughes, apparently better than Jericho versus Rob Van Dam. This was a um, there was a you can't work chant during this match at Mr. Hughes. It, this match just felt 5000 years long for no reason. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Sabu got his spots in. He had like the um, triple jump into the crowd at the beginning, which is pretty cool. There was a table spot. Um, ultimately, Sabu wins with a springboard leg drop chair to the face. I don't know what you want to call it, but Sabu gets the win here. But most of this match just felt like Mr. Hughes just locking in chin locks and doing random power, like big man moves. But I don't know what you think of it. Yeah, so I actually thought this was one of Mr. Hughes's better performances. I don't know if it's just Could because be. the match had gone. What did you think? How do you what do you think about his performance? I mean, I I've only seen Mr. Hughes wrestle a handful of times. I guess I guess as far as Mr. Hughes matches go, maybe maybe one of the better ones. But I I didn't think it was a you can't. I mean, I again, me too. I've only seen him a couple of times, but like ninety three and ninety two Sting mm-hmm. stuff, WCW. That era, the Mr. Perfect stuff in um, WWE. Okay. I See, I haven't seen his early stuff. Like, I guess he like wrestled The Undertaker at some point. Like, he had some pretty high profile stuff. So I've only seen his like right. random ECW bullshit. He's more of like a bodyguard type guy. You know, I don't look at yeah. him as a fucking semi-main eventer against Sabu. Like for a fucking fifteen-minute match. Like this man has seven minutes done. Sabu gets Mr. Hughes gets two minutes of offense, two and a half minutes of offense. Sabu gets his moves in a couple of the chair moves. A table spot. They had like four table spots. Sabu did like five chair spots. All right, mm. no, like three chair spots, three table spots. I'm like being, I'm being real here. A couple of chair spot, chair spots. There was a lot of stuff um, between these two, just like going on. But I didn't hate Mr. Hughes' performance. He got up to the top rope a couple of times. He like jumped, tried to go through tables. Um, I'm glad I didn't hear that you can't work. Because that would have kind of pissed me off. Because yeah, I, I might have misheard it. That that's what it sounded like to me. No, you're probably right. That crowd's dickish, and there's nothing wrong with that, dude. And the crowd you know was not into it. I like. I would agree. Like the performance was fine, but I think like the energy, the lack of energy in the crowd, maybe made me tune out a little bit. And I think the question is, who the fuck wants to watch a Sabu versus Mister Hughes match <laughs> in the first place? Like that's where you got to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. I guess you probably could have found a better opponent for Mister Hughes. Like I don't know. I could. I could. The shark wrong, attack kid. Perhaps maybe let Mr. Hughes go over the shark attack kid and let Taz do something else. Sabu do something else. Hmm. But at the end of the day, I didn't think it was as awful as the crowd did, but it went far, far twice as long as it should have been. If it went 12 yeah. minutes, you should have made it six. If it went fuck 14, you should have made it seven. I ain't here to give you a math lesson, but <laughs> if, however long it went, you should have cut that bitch in half. And you know what? It probably would have been better, but I didn't hate it. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Like you said, it just dragged too long. Um, I mean, I feel like you could have given some of that time to the main event, which we are at here. Which felt very fast, dude. It was a sprint of a match for sure. I'm not sure exactly. It was it couldn't have been longer than 10 minutes for sure. Um, but it's the Sandman and two cold Scorpio versus the gangsters, the team of Mustafa and New Jack. So. Because like the last match was like kind of plodding and whatever. I mean, it had its moments of like excitement, but for the most part, it kind of dragged. 
So the gangsters just come out with like this fire. Like New Jack has this trash can full of weapons, tosses it in the ring, slamming shit everywhere before his opponents even come out. So it's like, okay, now we're maybe this is why it wanted to be the main event. Maybe it like had that ECW vibe to it that they wanted to represent the show, I guess. But um fun match, kind of a random. There's not like a lot of storyline here, as far as I understand, but a lot of weapons, toilet seats, chairs. Cooking sheets, uh, any other ones that I, I missed there? Sticks, kendo sticks. The the main kendo stick at the end of it, basically, um, you know, like church, like Palm Psalm, you know, like the, the little church pieces that you get on mm-hmm. um, Palm Sunday. Yeah, That's what the kendo stick looked like. And they kept like using the same stick at the splintered. same stick. Um, but yeah, it was just the, the weapons made me feel like I wanted to be involved in that match because... It's nothing too crazy where I'm going to get all sorts of fucked up and, like, my head's going to get fucked up. But cookie sheets, like you said, toilet seats, um, pots, pans. I mean, yeah, I guess those would hurt. But not as crazy as uh, as some shit. So it's, it was, I enjoyed it. Um, but it was fast. It was way too fast. It was mm-hmm. way too fast. Comparatively to giving Mr. Hughes in Sabu 15 minutes. Right. Yeah, because, like... Like I said, the gangsters just sprinted out to the ring. Sandman usually has like this long ass entrance, but they kind of were pretty quick about it, too. So, yeah, maybe they were pressed for time. Maybe they rushed a bunch of stuff. I don't know. But um, I mean, it's this classic ECW here. The ring is just littered with fucking trash. People are throwing their drinks and their beers into the ring. Um, Like all the weapons I mentioned earlier, they're fighting on the outside. But, yeah, like I said, there's like, like you said, there's not a lot of. I mean, there's like a lot of blunt objects, you know, chairs to the back. There's toilet seats around the neck and snap marrying with the toilet seats. But it's not super violent. I think Sandman has like a small gash in his forehead here, but really tame for ECW. And I I wonder if that's tied to the current affair crew being there, the TV show, or maybe it has to do with New York. Maybe they have different laws or regulations. I don't know, but um it's a fine match. It was fun. Ultimately, Scorpio sprays Mustafa in the face with just a bottle of hairspray that happened to be in the ring and rolls him up for the win. So Scorp and Sandman get the win. They just keep on fighting afterwards. But then eventually the gangsters get run off. Sandman's knocked out in the middle of the ring. So Scorpio takes a cigarette, put it, puts it in his mouth lights it and that wakes up sandman then he pours beer in sandman's mouth and that's pretty much how the show ends so it ends in very much the spirit of ecw i guess yeah the main event was cool dude um i i do like i just said i, I wish it was longer like mm. the weapons that were involved love uh scorpio was dope dude I, I loved his his move i know i think he still does it to this day he's all over the indies still um that flip movie did from the top rope where you know it's like an inverse moonsault kind of sort of right but the match itself was cool and you know who doesn't like when a match on or you know when the last segment is getting someone woken up with a beer poured down their throat that's the only way to end the show salmon going up to the top rope with a cigarette in his mouth ending it four segments all throughout the night beating the shit out of people candlesticks left and right it was a sandman show right yeah would you say he's the mvp of the show fuck by far and away and it made me earn all he earned not that my respect matters but like he earned a lot of respect for me in this show because I, I i was never a big sandman guy solely because i only saw him as like hack or whatever highlights i saw from ecw 
But damn, dude, this dude had a lot of charisma. He actually wrestled in the ring. He did some top rope stuff, which was wild. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not looking for suplexes and Germans and submissions from this guy. But, like, he's actually wrestling. Um, great character work. And his persona, the way the crowd's into him, his music, the way the show ended with him just... Dude, I felt him. I was like, I want to get fucking rocking with the salmon, and I hope he's the one who fucking <laughs> takes his belt from Raven. And I'm like, you know, it's a big reason I love Mox because, like, he's that kind of a guy. And it's crazy that I could see a lot of even Stone Cold mannerisms and stuff that he got from mm. the Sandman. And Austin had just wrestled Sandman in a triple threat match not long ago. So, like, yeah. I was always like, Austin didn't take shit from the Sandman. What an uneducated fucking idiot I am. If you fucking <laughs> watch the Sandman, like, I didn't know this, dude. Watch that man. I'm not saying Austin is because Austin who he was because of the Sandman. That would be fucking. I mean, nobody dude. was drinking beer in the middle of the ring before. Unless maybe maybe there was, no. but not as far as I understand, Sand, Sandman and it was the first like one. like Sandman didn't give a fuck who he went after, heels, right. faces. He attacked the referee for no fucking reason, dude. Just he seemed like, and again, it's just one show that I was watching. He just seemed like he didn't give a fuck. Heel, mm. face, authority doesn't matter. Swagger, charisma, the way the crowd was into him, it was just a great presentation from him. Mm. You know, Austin was Austin because fucking Stone Cold is just the man. But I can see where he got some of his stuff from right. the Sandman. And Moxley, I think more so Sandman than Austin after watching this show. Yeah. No, I would agree. Yeah, if there's like a spectrum, like Sandman to Stone Cold, Moxley's definitely on that spectrum, but probably closer to Sandman. Because, yeah, I, I never really thought about that comparison. Because people always compare Moxley to Stone Cold. They always compare Sandman to Stone Cold. But I never really compared Moxley to Sandman. But I, I could definitely see that. Especially at this point, because Sandman, like early Sandman, like 94, 95 was a little rough because he was kind of chubbier. He was a little he was like, he's probably drunk here. Let's be honest, like this match is probably hammered. But like before he was like on, you know, he wouldn't do anything like he was just slogging along, just going through the motions. But at this point, he's like hitting on all cylinders. Like, I think he's definitely in the right place at the right time. Like ECW is the best place for Sandman. And I think he went on to like pretty much like solidify their identity for better or worse, I guess. But um, yeah, awesome stuff from Sam. definitely underrated, I would say, especially like in the rate, like he's not again underrated because the bar is so low, but yeah, right. I, I would still say he's better than most people probably think that he is. Yeah. And John Moxley is a far better wrestler. Moxley can oh, do yeah, it no. all over the ring. He can wrestle strong style, grapple, chain wrestle, way more range. Why yeah. he can do whatever. But again, as far as mannerisms, crowd stuff, Mox would walk out with a cigarette if he fucking could. And, you know, when he was still drinking, he would mm -hmm. absolutely have been out there with a beer in his hand. That's what I mean by that. So, if, you know, you people, I'm a John Moxley Mark, so don't sit here. And if, if you don't agree with me, fucking rip my head off. Right? And if you do, fuck off. <laughs> you kind of look like you could be like his brother or something. I love Mox, dude. I fucking yeah. love him, dude. He's fucking great. This you match know, last night with... uh. <sighs> With a pay pager hanger was a uh, spicy hot fire. Dude, that match had my fucking juices titillated. Man. Ooh, did it make you slap a floor? Oh, my God. It made me slap a floor, man. I was I was excited. Bro. God, it got your index all wrestled. But speaking oh. of which, speaking of which, first of all, Tim, thank you for uh, making the time to check out this show and come on and recap it. Where can everybody find you and all your various shows and platforms and websites? Of course, bro. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an absolute um, pleasure to be here. I had a great time. The show was 
interesting, a strong, independent, extreme show. They got me learning about the Sandman, so I appreciate you getting me, uh, teaching me more about wrestling. So thanks for having me on here. Amen. And yeah, um, host of the Wrestling Index Podcast. You can find the Wrestling Index Podcast on all major audio platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Anchor. You can find the Wrestling Index Podcast on FloorCypressports.com and FloorCypressports YouTube. FloorCypressports.com, your home for sports, wrestling, and entertainment. More podcasts as well there if you like wrestling podcasts. Or if like you're big into the NFL draft right now, my boy, the Mock Draft Guy, check him out on YouTube, doing fire-ass stuff. We got a bunch of great football content and wrestling content, FloorCypressports.com. But definitely check out the Wrestling Index Podcast. Always doing big things. All major audio platforms and Floor Cyber Sports YouTube. Kyle, man, I love you. You are one sexy fucking beast. Oh, I appreciate please. you having me on this show, my dude. Of course. We'll have you back on and we'll do a Hack Myers retrospective next time. <laughs> Throwing left hooks, baby. <laughs> Once again, thank you to Timmy Boy for joining me on this show. Always a good time with Tim. Just a handsome man. Uh, I want to rub my fingers through his chest hair every time I see him. But. Go check out the wrestling. In the meantime, go check out the wrestling index. Go check out Floor Slapper Sports. All of his info in the description below. Check it out. Apron bump for me. Follow me. Apronbump.com for all my full episodes. You know the drill. If you like this guy, if you love this episode, if you or if you liked it, or if you just like moderately enjoyed it, I guess. Uh, you can go to apronbump.com and you can go to the episodes tab at the top. And you can select any promotion, any era that you would like to hear me, you would like to hear me recap. You could filter by promotion by era. You can even select ECW, and that'll bring you all of the ECW shows that I've recapped thus far, chronologically, across the past year or half or so in this timeline. So, do that, binge away. And uh, with that, I think before we go, we got some scoring to do. This, this will be a running thing, I think, for the Wrestling Wars of the 90s series that I do. So there's all the mid-90s WWF, WCW, ECW stuff. So what we're going to do here... So this is the scoreboard here. Actually, I'll bring you to the... And this is where <laughs> this is where YouTube will come in handy. But I'll, I'll post screenshots as well on Twitter um, at some point as well. But I'll walk you through it too, audioly. Uh, is that a word? Probably not. But uh, this is the overall scoreboard here. So, of course, we got, you know, WWF, WCW, ECW represented here. Scores here, of course, at this point, they are zero because uh, we're just getting started. So, um, but with that being said, since we're kind of starting a little late here, um, Big Apple Blizzard Blast, of course, is the show we just covered. But we've also covered Super Brawl from WCW. We've also covered House Party from 1996. So we got to give those bad boys a grade. So ECW House Party. Let me just pull up the card to kind of jog my memory here. Okay, so this was the public enemies. And by the way, I'll go over I'll go over all the scores from the overall scoreboard here after I grade these shows real quick here. So House Party 96, Public Enemies last show. You also had Sandman versus Conan. You had the Gigolo was there. You had uh, Mikey Whipwreck versus Two Cold Scorpio. You had RVD's debut. 911 and Ray Mysterio teamed up. It was actually a decent show, not great. It's definitely either C or D. 
It was actually kind of a shitty show. Taz buried Heck Myers, which is enough to give this show an F, in my opinion. Um, you know, Rob Van Dam is cool. Sabu versus Stevie Richards is okay. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a C. EC ECW is pretty consistent. But um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a C here. And as you can see, the grade has a corresponding points value. So just for example, so an A would be five points, a B would be four points, an F would be one point, but here C is three points. Super Brawl 1996 was an awful, awful show. I'm very inclined to give it an F. Um, just the main event, I know it was Hogan and Giant was awful. Macho Man versus Flair was very uninspired. I don't even want to look at it anymore. It was pretty recent that I covered this. I kind of I remember it pretty well. The Saving Grace, like DDP versus Johnny B. Bad was like the only good thing on the show. And the opening, Public Enemy versus um, fucking uh, Nasty Boys is pretty good too. But probably a D minus if I could. But to me, man, the main events the way it just dragged on and just fell off a cliff. It was just an awful, awful program. So we're giving WCW an F here. Now, the show we just covered, Big Apple Blizzard Blast. We are um, not, a, not a great show. I'm going to be honest, not a great show. I'm thinking D. Wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Or was it? Dude, actually, man, I might even, I might even throw an F at this one. This was pretty bad. The Shark Attack Kid, you got the fucking Jack. Oh man, I might actually give this one enough. It seems harsh, man, but that Sabu Mister Hughes match just felt like forever. The main event was stupid, bro. I'm not. You know what, man? It's harsh, but I gotta throw an F at it. It was pretty bad. Yikers. Yikes on bikes. Yikes on spikes. But um, all right. So we're off to our roaring start, is what I'm saying here in 1996. And um, so, yeah, this is, by the way, I, this won't be the exact order that I release episodes in, but this is the chronological order of uh, wrestling shows from 1996. So that's what you got to look forward to. Um, but here, so we got the grades, we got the points. So that brings us here to the um, tier list kind of grading center, whatever you want to call it. So basically what's going to happen, this section here, these, these first couple rows, are just counting the grades. So it counts the grades from WF, WCW, ECW. As you can see, ECW got a C and an F. WCW got an F. And it's going it's to keep a running tally here, this first section. The second section here, the points section is going to take the points to account. So it's basically going to do the same thing, but it's just going to sum up the points. And down here is what really matters is the average, because not every company has the same amount of shows during the year. So we couldn't just take a sum, you know, whoever had the highest score, we couldn't do that. So what we're going to do here, is going to be the highest average. So whoever has the highest average grade, basically, throughout the year will win this criteria of it and it's one criteria out of many so as we go back to the scoreboard here so let's first of all let's look at this first section tier list 
which is what we just did. So the best overall average grade, which is what we just talked about, will get four points. So let's say ECW wins this. We would give it to ECW, and then they would get four points here as dictated by the scoreboard gimmick over here. Um, but let's say they had, uh, let's say, you know, maybe ECW had the best overall average grade, but maybe the best show overall of the year was by WWF. Well, they would get two points. But let's say ECW, maybe they had the best average, but they also had the worst show overall. So they would get negative one point And this, you know, sums it up like that. This is basically how we're going to go approach it here. But as of right now, um, I guess we can. Who is the, I guess ECW as of now has the best average. So we can just throw it DCW for now. The best pay-per-view, I guess, by default so far would be ECW. Um, as you can see, it's the only one that's not an F. That would be House Party, which this will not last long, I don't think. But um, worst pay-per-view, probably Super Brawl. Super Brawl is the worst so far. So WCW gets a negative one points. And uh, so, like I said, that overall, as we go forward, we're not going to like redo this whole thing like this. It's just going to be a running. It's just going to be a running tally. We're going to take the last show we covered into account, make changes if necessary. Sometimes there might not be any changes uh, made other than, you know, the grade for the most recent show. But in ring. And like I said, if you want to revisit this, because I did this for 1995. All the shows I took into account, and we basically graded all of these. So go go check that out on the YouTubes for the Apron Bump. It was a great time. But um, so far, and by the way, this is just like, we're just taking into account the pay-per-views, really, for the most part. TV kind of becomes not apples to apples so much. So for now, at least, unless, you know, we figure something out, we're going to just take into account pay-per-views. So... In ring, who has the best in ring so far? Well, I haven't watched any. Wait, Royal Rumble was Royal Rumble not up there? It's just occurring to me that I don't, I didn't have Royal Rumble, and so for some reason my Excel omitted a few shows here. So I went back and fixed this. So now we actually got to grade. So here we go. So C F F. So we have to go back and grade Royal Rumble 1996. I don't know how I forgot Royal Rumble. Um, but not a great show. The Rumble was fine, though. Brett and Taker kind of took a shit on the thing. And Razor and uh, Goldust had a fine match. I'm gonna throw, I might throw a C at this one. I'm going to throw a C at Royal Rumble 1996. So the tier list, you can see, has updated accordingly, bringing it back to the scoreboard. So now we actually got to go back and see what the best pay-per-view was. Was it Royal Rumble or House Party? I would probably give it to Royal Rumble so far. So WWF gets this one. They get two points. In-ring, the best in-ring so far. Probably not a lot of great stuff so far. I might have to give it to ECW. Just buy a hair. Just buy a hair over WWF. 
best match pay-per-view wise remember we're just thinking pay-per-views here so far um public enemy versus nasty boy is kind of fucked to be honest i might because everything else there is some other okay stuff but that's really the only one that kind of tickles my pickle a lot i'm gonna give it to public enemy and uh which was wcw all right so wcw getting some points here worst match hogan versus giant probably from uh super brawl wcw all right i'm not missing any ones well that i mean just the fact that it was the main event for the world title and uh it wasn't for the world title but it was the main event just awful and the post-match stuff was shit yeah that one gets it so far uh, the best roster star power so we're taking into account like i look at their roster which one is the best is basically what it comes down to and we all say even if it's they're not good like if there's hogan's there he's not a good wrestler but he has a lot of star power so that's a plus and as of right now even though ecw just got jericho um there's, there's gonna be a lot of uh turmoil here coming up we got foley leaving for wwf we got uh, dean just came back to ecw or shane douglas did um wcw they got eddie they're about they're about to they're about to get up there when you know in the summertime but i got for now i'm just gonna go um i'm gonna go wcw because they probably have the most well-rounded because they got macho mans and your hogan's up top but you also got like the cruiserweights are starting to develop um harlem heat Got some tag teams there. I'm going to throw it to WCW for now. And like I said, this will all change every show, depending if I feel it needs to, basically. Wrestler of the year so far. I'm going to give it to... Um, we don't have a lot of data to work with so far. But uh, fucking uh, Shawn Michaels, maybe. Can't think of anybody else, really. Um, I won't, I won't put too much thought into it for now. Worst wrestler of the year, Hogan. Um, <laughs> like a matter of factly, I just, yeah, it's Hogan. So right now the score is WWF four, WCW three, ECW eight. So ECW is currently having the best year of 1996, but we got to take into account out of the ring stuff, the gimmicks, characters, promos, storylines, all that stuff gets taken into account here. Um, I, I, I enjoy Diesel's arc right now because he's kind of heelish. He's kind of a dick going into his thing with Undertaker. So immediately he comes to mind. Um, ECW doesn't have, like, you could throw Cactus Jack in there, but he's kind of in a middle period right now. Raven, Tommy Dreamer, I guess. Is Diesel better than Raven and Tommy Dreamer? That's the question here. As of right now, 
I think Diesel's got it, but that may change over time. Worst character storyline. What do you guys think? Um, I think the Dungeon of the Dungeon of Doom has a fucking monopoly on this uh, on this award here. So I think it's only it, it is anything worse than 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 the Dungeon of Doom. It's hard for me to say yes. So Diesel, best overall gimmicks, characters, promo storylines. I think overall it might be ECW. I think they got some good stuff going on overall because WW, oh, WWF has some good stuff too. I got Sean's kind of redemption arc going. Brett's the champion. Taker and Diesel. That's about it though, huh? I think that's about it. I think ECW's got more all throughout. And... um excitement going into 1997 so this will stay blank until i reach the end but essentially what this is is basically the who has the most momentum at the end of the year which means you know and and not taking hindsight into a into account so basically if i'm existing at the end of 1996 i don't know anything that happens in the future which company am I most excited to watch going forward? And that'll be who wins this one. But like I said, we're not going to really fill that out until we get to the end. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at now, folks. I think I think that'll do it. ECW still in the lead. 12. WWF has six. WCW has two. So if this were to stand throughout the entire year, I would be buying me an ECW championship belts but uh we got a long way to go so uh keep tuned in to see how this progresses but uh it'll be a, it's like a fun little narrative that we can follow as we cover these shows adds a little adds a little competition element to it which i like so with that i think that about wraps it up thank you guys so much for listening i love you all I'm hard. Yeah.